on this week's episode of Third and Forever. We go over a little bit of news. There's a couple injury scares. Uh, one to Mr. Joe Burrow. We're going to talk about that as well as Kevin's favorite, Jalen Ramsey. And then we're going to continue our top 10 list with our top 10 tight ends going into 2023. All right, let's go. Episode of Third and Forever, presented by 10,000 Takes. I'm your host, Adam Osdrin, always by my co-host, Kevin Olm, and producer, Dustin Luco. Uh, Kevin, it's Saturday, and we're back. It's it's Saturday. What, our time. Yeah, your and, time is still Tuesday. And not only is it Saturday, it's Saturday morning. Yeah. This is by far the earliest we've ever done a podcast. <laughs> it's it's a weird vibe, yeah, if I'm is. being perfectly honest. like yeah. It's too sunny out. The sun is rising at the moment. It's coming through the window. It's just, it's strange. I don't know what to make of it. Yeah, it's it's very bizarre. Um, and, and I guess we should explain, we're recording on a Saturday because I won't be around right. on Monday because right. I will be visiting Packers training camp. So this is the best time that we could do it. Yeah. So that said, I'm sure some absolutely massive news is going to break yeah. on Sunday or Monday this yeah. week. And then we'll just be like, damn it. We had to wait a full yeah. a while. Um, all right. But as I mentioned in the intro, we there were a couple things that happened. Training camp has started. Uh, they they reported back on Monday and Tuesday. And Tuesday, we had a bit of a, a scare where it was a video came out of Joe Burrow on just a routine play, kind of escaping, stepping up through the pocket and running, kind of rolling out to his right. And all of a sudden, he just completely had to start limping and went down, yeah. didn't put any weight on his right calf or his right leg, it looked like. And he had to get carted off. Obviously, very scary because it was a non-contact. Those are never fun at all. No, it was a non-contact. There was a really good video of it yeah. too, which makes it worse because you still can't tell really like yeah. what and happened. He, he was already wearing like a calf sleeve too. Yep. Because like you know, it's been really hot was all it, over the country. Was it his leg that he I fucked up his. I rookie think year? it was his because I'm pretty sure it was his ACL was um it was the right ACL. I okay. think when he got repaired, so I think it would have been. So that's I'm pretty sure it was his right. I could be wrong. It's yeah. obviously, obviously 50-50. But um yeah, so that was a little scary. Um Zach Taylor ended up you know not uh, they weren't really sure. He called it a calf issue. And then I think like a day after that, I think probably like Thursday, mm-hmm. the the team's Twitter kind of released saying like he'll be fine, he'll be fi- like Joey will be fine. Yeah. So it's like okay, it's big sigh of relief. It's weird that there's not more transparency with this type of stuff. And I guess I get it. Like yeah. injuries are personal health information, so you don't want to be broadcasting stuff. But like, I don't know. It just it seems very weird that Zach Taylor was like, I don't know, it's a calf injury like, yeah it's like well what does that mean yeah like it's one of those things too like usually if they know like right away or they know pretty quickly they just squash it and say he's fine like it, you know he's, he, he'll be back in a couple days but because he was kind of vague about it granted it was still like day of everyone's yeah. like uh that's kind of scary yeah and i guess my question for you how is how is Paige handling how did she handle the news in the moment and uh, um is she doing better now she she wasn't super happy obviously about it but no. she uh yeah, that makes sense yeah you know she's 
she was in the camp of she was optimistic. She's like, he'll be fine. Joe, Joey will be okay. Mm. He'll be he'll be good. Okay. And so I'm like, all right, that's I like I appreciate the optimism. Um, she was right. Yeah. The other bit of news, your favorite corner in the league, Jalen Ramsey, um, is set to miss six to eight weeks with a meniscus injury that's going to require surgery. So that's already putting him out probably until week three at best. Yeah, those pesky menisci. Um, yeah. And I, I, I stand before you today quite validated in my take that Jalen Ramsey tried to guard Tyreek Hill for about one second, <laughs> and his entire body just gave up. <laughs> Jalen Ramsey's washed. I, oh boy. I, I, I've said that in the past. I maintain yeah. that, and I don't want to celebrate an injury, but I just want to say that I, I warned you, and, and here we are. <laughs> Praising injuries here. No, I'm not praising injuries. I'm just talking about how I'm infallible and never wrong. Oh, boy. Yeah. Okay. Which, I mean, was I wrong about this? It seems like Jalen Ramsey, he wasn't, he, he was losing a step before this. Now his meniscus is acting up. Yeah. You know, he's got a valgus meniscus, which is <laughs> not something you ever want. No, so. you definitely do not want a valgus meniscus. No, it's like, I just, I don't see him... Going so, in the right direction after this. So the Dolphins' first four opponents, because mm-hmm. um, it looks like he'll be missing two to four weeks in the regular season, I think. Yeah. Uh, if that math checks out. Uh, it's going to be the, at the Chargers, at the Patriots, hosting the Broncos, and then at the Bills. So not an easy start for the Dolphins. Um, the Patriots are easy. Yeah, but they're not at home. They, they usually ah. win against the Patriots at home. When but it's at New England. But know. it's also not like in the winter at New England. It's so true. Like that's... I don't know. I, I, I view that as an easy one. And when you look at those three teams, so we got Chargers, Patriots, who are the other two? Uh, Bills and Broncos. Bills and Broncos. So Broncos at are Buffalo the too. Broncos are the only team that have two wide receivers that I would say are like goodish kind. I know the Broncos are weird though because they were so such a dumpster fire well, last yeah, year. Well, yeah, yeah. Sean Payton just completely ripping Hackett. Yeah. <laughs> it's like just going scorched earth, like saying it's probably the worst coaching job in NFL history. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I, don't, I don't know what that means. If, like, if, if Russell's just like, I, I don't know. If Russell's that easily coached, where he goes from being like pretty good or still one of like the you know, top half quarterbacks to yeah. being a dumpster fire because of a guy. That's I don't I think that says more about Russell than well, it, it does. was it was half Hackett and it was half Bathrooms. Danger Witch. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Danger so. Witch, yeah. You gotta watch out for that. <laughs> no, I think Russ is not what he used to be, but I'm sure Hackett didn't help. Yeah. And I think it is pretty funny that like how how bad like how scared do you think there there are definitely some like offensive and defensive coordinators in the league now that like have always wanted a head coaching job. And now this whole thing with Hackett happened where he was like the new hotness. Everyone was really excited. And they're like, Oh my God, he was the worst coach in the history of the NFL. And like, I don't know. It, there is something to be said about like the way he looks, the way Nathaniel, he goes by Nathaniel, like Hackett. Like, I don't know. It's not a great combo. Like, the odds were stacked against him. But he that, was, like, super likable. Like, he was on PMT, you know, that summer. Yeah. And, like, he, he did interviews, and he seemed like a very relatable dude. It seems like, you know, the, the players enjoy him. Aaron Rodgers seems to like Nathaniel Hackett. I think maybe. because Aaron probably could do whatever he wanted with Nathaniel Yeah, Hackett. and Nathaniel Hackett's kind of like a substitute teacher, <laughs> yeah. you know, where he doesn't really understand. So like, you You're not mad. To... I don't have to really listen to you. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, Aaron. Yeah, so I... <laughs> 
I don't know. It just it, it's it's such a bummer, and we get like once every like month or so we just get like a like hey remember how bad nathaniel hackett was story <laughs> especially sean payton that's just that's just mean yeah no it was just completely it was like, out of nowhere it's <laughs> just like god damn all right and like robert Sala was involved in it and it was just, yeah i don't know not well, great because i feel like sean payton is trying to basically like uh communicate confidence in russ yeah and say it's not russ's fault yeah and he needs it to not be russ's fault because i let me check my notes russ is still there yeah so I, I thought the the thing with bringing in Robert Sala on the Jets was interesting because it's like I I if I'm gathering what I you know read correctly, it's because like the Broncos last year were kind of like the ooh the 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 talked about team or it could be the surprise team and that's the Jets this year yeah and I think he ha- like Peyton's like trying to say the Jets are gonna be like what the Broncos were last year I which just, I don't understand the basis of that I don't see it because. <laughs> Like there's a talked about team, you know, every year kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen one fall on their face as hard as the Denver Broncos last no. year. No. Like it is not like, oh, there's one every year. No, this is a very special Yeah, you, you factor in the memes, the the you know, the let's ride. I mean, all of that. Like it's touchdowns to bathrooms. Danger like, Witch. Yeah. Like it's it was just a perfect culmination of just horrible events for them. Yeah. And it was really funny if you're not a Broncos fan. Yeah, like but, I, I mean, the hype was so real. Like yeah. as someone that drafted Cortland Sutton, like in the third round or something in yeah. fantasy football, yeah. that it it it, it was you a lie. It was really a mirage. Cortland, I was so <laughs> yeah, high on Cortland Sutton. I was like, we had him in the 10K fantasy one. And I, was I think like, ah. I think I ha- I think I picked him when Tyreek was still on the board. I was <laughs> oh my god! Like looking back, that was horrible. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, it's just I, I I think that this is a different situation though with the Jets. Yeah. All right, uh, I think that's enough. That's all the news we got. A, we had a ton of news last uh, week. Oh, wait, De- Delvin! Delvin, yeah. Delvin looks like he is a hundred percent for sure going to sign with the Jets. Ninety nine, ninety nine point nine percent. Like he, yeah. it's all just about that last dollar amount. I, you know, I've also heard a rumor that like rumors that are swirling that the Jets are going to get Devonte Adams, and I'm like, stop it! Like, shut the fuck up! Like, don't rip, rip, uh, rip, Brees Hall's yeah, production. Uh, yeah, with, with with Delvin being there. That is going to be really good for the Jets football team. Yeah. As a football team. Yeah. As individual players in that offense, it's going to be a problem. Yeah. Yeah, they'll, <laughs> like, they'll be frustrated for sure. Yeah. And, like, if you're in a Dynasty Fantasy League, go get Brees Hall now. Like, it's probably the cheapest time if, like, if Dalvin does sign because – you know, yeah, might not work out for a little. Might, it's a long game, but yeah, this, that well, kind of hurts for Brees Hall individually. And, and also, I, how good he looked last year. I do think you know Delvin is not going to be like it, it, hypothetically if he signs with the Jets. Delvin is not going to be a backup running back necessarily. Yeah, but he's not going to be the starter either. I think Brees will be ahead of Delvin on the depth chart, and it will be kind of a one A one B type of situation. But I still think Brees yeah. leads that backfield. It's probably going to be I, it, similar to how the Cowboys were with Zeke and when Pollard kind of came on. Like, it's going to be using them interchangeably. Obviously, who's ever got the hot hand, I guess. So you're, um, you're, you're saying Delvin's going to get fat. No, Like I'm Zeke saying, did. What, what if Brees gets fat? Brees is going <laughs> to get fat. Brees is the younger one. Yeah, but, you know, you never know. Yeah, maybe. Maybe he, you know, he got hurt last year and he's just been eating chips just, on the couch. Yeah, he's White then. Goodman, like at the end of Dodgeball. <laughs> Chuck Norris. I should have been Rookie of the Year. <laughs> uh, all right, I think that's it. We're, so we're waiting on that. Dalvin could be signing any day. 
it looks like the Jets. He'll probably sign tomorrow. Yeah. yeah the pa- he said the pa- he was talking about how the Patriots deal, like Patriots visit probably won't happen, which means, oh, okay, he's going to probably. It is just funny that like wherever Dalvin goes, he's just going to fucking ruin a running back yeah. for fantasy football. Yeah, it, great for the team. Bad for fantasy. Yeah, like <laughs> but, wherever he goes, yeah. there's one guy that's just going to be completely unusable yeah. afterwards. Yeah. Um, okay. Our top 10 lists continue with tight ends going into 2023. This is probably going to be the least contentious, at least for no. the most, the top half. Dustin is here. Yeah. This I, was I the feel first. Like I have a very respectable list today. <laughs> the, this, this last year when we did our top 10 tight ends, this was the first Dustin moment of the show. Yeah. I think Dustin was recently. Uh, be, you know, came acquired. on board. Yeah, yeah. recently acquired. Uh, you know, via trade. Yeah, and uh, this was the first time where Dustin said something, and we both went, "What? <laughs> Excuse me." <laughs> so I, I'm excited for this. I'm probably going to be let down because I think I think Dustin's more prepared this time. He's been googling furiously while we did the news. Yeah, he, yeah, he was he was writing his list in studio. He googled NFL tight ends, and then he googled current NFL tight ends because yeah. he got a bunch of. He's like Antonio Gates is yeah. my. <laughs> Number four. So, uh, all right. Uh, any honorable mentions for for any of us here? Uh, yeah, Dawson Knox. <laughs> he did not make my top ten. Uh, all right, I have uh, David Njoku, Dalton Schultz, and Zach Ertz. So, like, my rationale for a lot of these are obviously yes, the guy. Like, he has to be good. Yeah. But then all situation is also taken into account. Um, you know, Dalton Schultz. I think that's kind of he could jump in there. But if he was still on the Cowboys, I'd say he's in that. But because he's on the Texans, we don't know yet with C.J. Stroud and how that offense is going to be. Yeah. Um, obviously, they have a, a lot of targets available now that Brandon Cooks is gone. But I I still, I don't know. I want to see a little bit. And Zach Ertz, the Cardinals are going to be so bad. And uh, he's old, coming off of injury. David Njoku, too, too boom bust for me, but. Yeah. Uh, also, shout out uh, Taysom Hill. You know, just a just a legend. I, I was thinking about bottle. giving him a shout out, but then I was like, end. I don't know what position he plays. <laughs> yeah. so. He's technically a tight end still, I think, isn't he? I mean, yeah, he's listed as that, I think. And I mean, ne- next year, you know, not not this year, but next year, when we talk about Luke Musgrave, top top two, not one. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You heard it here first. Yep. Um. Do you just have ten, Dustin? Yes, I only have ten. All right. Let's uh. I want to see the order here. Let's um, let's just not do a wheel this time yeah. and just start with you okay. and go in a circle. Right. Sounds like good. This. So okay. my my number ten is actually Dawson Knox. Okay. So this is where That's, I found like you. around like pick. eight. Eight, nine, ten, and then a little bit on. Like that's kind of like very interchangeable. Like, and that's I put Dawson Knox there because he is in such a high throwing like offense. Like yeah. it is a very prolific offense. And we've seen that, you know, Diggs obviously will get his catches. Gabe Davis, I don't know. He didn't really make the step that we thought he was going to. And Josh Allen likes Dawson Knox. He is a very reliable person for him, or especially in the red zone. Um, he's usually going to yeah, be they, good for a handful of touchdowns. They did draft a high-profile tight end, though. Yeah, I know. I know might play they, receiver? Yeah, they. It's Dalton Kincaid. It's going to be interesting to see how that works. But for right now, obviously, like, we could see at the end of next year, but... I don't know if we're going to see Kincaid jump in right away because it's not like it's a super historically rookie tight ends do not. Yeah, produce. I mean this, unless this their name is, is Kyle Pitts. Offense, so yeah, <laughs> okay, um, but yeah, that, that's why Stephon Diggs was so upset. He wanted Dawson Knox more involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, I mean, he still ended up with you know, just under 48 catches, 517 yards. Uh, he had six touchdowns. 
Yeah. Um, he, he's got a, he, he has a really good shot at a lot of touchdowns yeah. compared to yards just because the Bills offense is good. Mm-hmm. Stephon Diggs gets a lot of attention and Josh Allen is good so he can get lost in there a little bit. And it's and not like Knox is touchdown. like he's like he's not like a traditional tight end like he is he is fast he's athletic and so he, he can be a bit of a mismatch if, he, if a linebacker's on him or he can just be bigger obviously than a safety so yeah it kind of proves some problems for def- uh, defenders but i put dawson knox at 10 is it a pity one maybe yeah well i mean i put i put him at not in the top 10 <laughs> so you, you're doing better than me what yeah. about dustin what is your number 10 i uh i'm picking pratt pat fryermuth pratt fryermuth yep. okay uh, gotcha so he's a young guy. He's he's fairly quick. Not yeah. Not really, but like third he, year in the league. He gets a lot of targets, so that's something that kind of will be. He'll be a big part of their offense because they lost Claypool. Mm-hmm. So that's a devastating. That's a loss. that's a devastating loss. Yeah. yeah. Only got a second rounder for yeah. him too. Ooh, that's, and he, that's weird. And he's got a great quarterback <laughs> in Mitch Trubisky. So. And, and a good, even yeah, better starter. You, you yeah, say. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a better Pickett. starter and and pick it. Yeah, no, I and I do like Fryermuth, and I also like that we. I feel like Fryermuth kind of got lost in history a little bit so far in his career, where it's like he would have been the top tight end in his draft class, yeah. if not for a certain Kyle Pitts. Yeah. So he kind of gets missed a lot in conversations, and I think he's a little bit under the radar. But... He's a very like stereotypical. Yeah. Like Pittsburgh tight end, I yes. just feel like he he wor- it works so well on that team. Well, he's he's like a man out of he's like the Captain America, like man out of time. Where it's yeah. like he's a tight end from two thousand and three. Yeah. You know, like he, yeah, yeah. he's just a big old you know dude that can block and and do all that stuff. So yeah, but Pickett seems like I have I also I have him at nine. So there's a shock. Yeah. Um, but he six three catches on ninety eight targets, seven thirty two yards. Um, only two touchdowns, but a lot of that is. Trubisky a not throwing any touchdowns when he was a starter, and then Pickett just kind of getting his own and yeah, throwing more touchdowns to receivers. Pickett but, getting comfortable, yeah, yeah. So that uh, that works. At number ten, I have Mr. Kyle Pitts, someone ah. that we just brought up, and this is more of a uh, a ceiling pick since Kyle Pitts has not done pretty much jack shit in the NFL since coming in. Yeah. I think he has one touchdown in two years or something like that. I think he has, I think he has a, like two or three now. He had one his rookie year. Okay. Um, and that last year he only had, I think, like two. Yeah. I mean, he, he has less than four. Let's call it less than four. Correct. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he Ky- has three. <laughs> yeah. So there we go. Less than four. So Kyle Pitts, um, he's, he's a weird, he's a weird player because his ceiling is quite high. He's a unicorn. Yeah. You can see... Yeah. A, you know, a situation, and it probably is on a different team than the one he is on, where he's highly successful, and he has the physical ability and the gifts and the talent and all that stuff to go out there and produce. Yeah. He just doesn't. And he's not, he's not a, like, he's never going to be a big blocking tight end. You know, he's more of the, like, tight end wide receiver hybrid type of guy. Right. But it's all there, and it could happen. It just won't. Yeah, Arthur, like, Kyle Pitts must have done something to Arthur Smith. I don't I don't know. And same thing with like Drake London. Like you yeah. draft these guys super high, like in the top ten, and Kyle Pitts highest drafted tight end, I think, ever. Yeah. And you just use him, you're like, all right, here's a thousand yards his rookie year. And then they're like, let's just not use him at all. Yeah. Like, let's just let's just never throw well, him the ball. There was some stat I heard about like his percentage of targets that were uncatchable <laughs> was like 45 or just something God. absurd yeah, like that terrible. where it's like that's terrible so he doesn't get a lot of targets the ones he does suck 
because they're either Mariota or Ritter, who was not doing well last year for the most part. Yeah. And yeah, so it's it's frustrating, but uh, I, I felt like he needs to be on the list in the top ten just because I don't, ceiling, I, yeah, yeah, ceiling, and I, I kind of I feel bad for him a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it's a weird spot. Um, so you said you got the Muth. I at had Muth at nine, nine, yeah. and Dustin. How about you at nine? Uh, I've got Dalton Schultz at nine. Dalton Schultz. Yeah, he's. Uh, what team does he play for? The this, Texans. This? Okay, there we go. I was listening. <laughs> I, I said it earlier. <laughs> if I didn't, ooh, it would be close. I, yeah, I would not have known. I forgot that he got traded. That must. He didn't get traded. He just signed with a different team. Oh well. Yeah. I would have <laughs> stayed with the Cowboys for a, money, a man. Couple, couple less dollars probably, yeah. but whatever. Yeah, Dalton I mean, Jer- Schultz. Jerry, Jerry puts a good uh, locker room together. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he does. Yeah, D- Dalton Schultz is an interesting guy because. I feel like I, I feel like there's nothing special about Dalton Schultz. I feel like he's like a slightly worse Fryermuth kind of. He's, well, he's small. He's, yeah. he's not that. He's not very big. Yeah, like he's more receiver. He's just like a slower, less quick receiver. Yeah, that's playing tight end. Dalton, Dalton Schultz kind of strikes me as like you simulate ten years in the future in like a Madden franchise, and there's yeah. a guy named Dalton Schultz who's yeah. like you know some white guy number eighty something playing tight end like. Yeah, and he's—I mean—he's perfectly competent. He's had great games. He's like a, a guy that always gets talked about in fantasy as like a streaming tight end type of guy. Yeah, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see what he does on the Texans. He was no like him and Dak had such a good like connection. That's where I feel like it's going to be really interesting to see how he does this year. On, yeah, he's on his own without Dakota. So I don't know. Yeah, and and on that offense where it's like. Is is Dalton Schultz the most prolific member of that offense? Yeah, I I, I don't know. In terms of receiving, I he, mean, I was gonna say they got uh, Damian Pierce, don't they? Yeah, I think they. I mean, Nico Collins, I guess they're high on. But even then, I'm like, who? well, he's their wide receiver one. Yeah, yeah. Like who? Who else? I don't know. Yeah, so it's it's gonna be weird. All right, um, looking at my number nine, I have Fryermuth. So okay. we can keep going here yeah. with Adams number eight. Eight's going to be pretty quick. I had Kyle Pitts. A lot of the same points you said, uh, just because of the ceiling, the athletic potential. I can't it, believe you don't have him lower because the way he hurt you. I also have <laughs> Kyle Pitts. I, eight, so you can just jot that one down. I thought about, like, I mean, it's one of those things. Like, I'm never going to have him in fantasy ever again. Yeah. Um, it, I don't care yeah, if it's, burn. like, in the 10th round. Like, I'm not going to draft him. I just yeah. won't. Um, <laughs> I will take my chances with... You won't take him as Mr. Irrelevant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I, no. Uh, and so I, it, he, he's so frustrating because I really do feel like you put him with a different play caller and he's probably really awesome. And even with someone like, like Marcus Mariota and Ritter, they're good enough just to get it near him. Mm-hmm. Like, he, you don't have to be perfect. Like, put it right on his chest. He's that, like, he's good, obviously. So he should, you know, I, yeah. They just, he's not getting any targets. That's the, well, that's the big thing, and it's yeah. frustrating. And we're kind of beating a dead horse, but it is funny that, like, if you were to design the worst type of tight end for Arthur Smith's offense, yeah. it would be Kyle Pitts. Yeah. Like, you could get a big, you know, slow guy that does blocking and stuff like that. That would work infinitely better than what they have. Yeah. Like, Austin Hooper, he was the backup tight end. Yeah. At, for Darren Waller, had more targets. He had one more target than Kyle Pitts did. <laughs> It's just, I don't know. I mean, it's not not ideal. You just got to actually try to get him involved. So, yeah, Kyle Pitts, but you're still making number eight. So Yeah. All right, Dustin, He's number eight. Kids, Kyle so we can go to your eight. Oh, yeah, that's right. It was Kyle Pitts, too. All right. My number eight is uh, Mr. David Njoku. Huh? And this is, this is something that 
I feel like is almost another ceiling pick because he had he was kind of starting to heat up in uh, last season after I don't know like four or five weeks something like that. Mm-hmm. He he seemed like he was kind of getting into a rhythm. He's very athletic. He's kind of in that same vein as like a Darren Waller where he's big and strong and fast and he's a little bit uh, you know unrefined maybe you could say, but he was making plays down the sideline, running through tackles and stuff like that. Then he got hurt. And his season kind of got off track, but I think he could be kind of a sneaky good tight end this yeah. season if Deshaun Watson remembers how to throw a football more than yeah. six inches into a net, like we saw on Twitter a couple <laughs> days ago. So I, I'm going to put him out there. Also, I I just I don't think that I, I think that he's almost the most exciting part of that offense besides Nick Chubb. I don't really care about Amari Cooper. No, no, mm-hmm. Elijah Moore, eh. but. I, I'm I'm over Elijah Moore now that I can't have him. So, <laughs> um, all right. Uh, I guess my number seven, seven. is a guy that kind of had a bit of a a renaissance last year. Ooh. He 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 really came into his own again. He kind of fell off after because of injuries and also probably because of organization. I have Evan Ingram uh, with Jacksonville. He reestablish that like, Hey, he's actually like really good at football yeah. and it's just, you need to have a competent offense, but he's, he was super reliable for Trevor Lawrence, um, kind of became his safety blanket, especially down the stretch going towards the playoffs last year. Um, he had, what we got here? Uh, 73 catches on 98 targets for 766 yards, uh, four touchdowns, but he had 11 catches for over 20 plus yards. So obviously like mm-hmm. he just ate it up in the middle of the field, um, I think it's going to be really interesting to see how that offense does now with Calvin Ridley back. They already saw it with Christian Kirk and now obviously, um, Evan Ingram in there still. I he think got, he got paid too. Yeah. So he got, he got an extension, uh, good for him. He looked really awesome for a while with the giants and then injuries happened and then they kind of were, you know, well, he looked, he looked decent with the giants, but he was a highly touted prospect coming yeah. out yep. and he never really realized it. I feel like this was the first season we've ever seen what Evan Ingram was supposed to be. Yeah. Like he had a very Kyle Pitts esque, like, you know, hype and then let down cycle when he first yeah. came out. I don't know if it's just the jerseys in Jacksonville, but Evan Ingram, like he looks skinny. Like, well, it also, yeah. he's, he's, he's also number 17, fast. which I think makes it look I don't know. Like he just looks yeah. like a really big receiver. Like, I'm like, oh I shit, that's say, Evan Ingram right there. <laughs> I would say he is the most athletic tight end. Like he's very quick. He can run good routes. He's powerful he, he, when he needs to be. Yeah, he's like, he's definitely in that same vein. I think he's more of like I don't think of Evan Ingram as like breaking through guys as much though. Yeah. He's more of like a speed kind of dude. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, whereas like Injoku just like runs through people sometimes. Yeah. All right, uh, let's see here. Dustin, number seven. Number seven. I got my boy, Dawson Knox. Wow, he dropped three oh, whole spots. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would have had him higher, but you guys would have ripped into me on that one again. So <laughs> Because you would have no justification for it. So what I think mean? it's justified to rip you. guys you. just talked him up a little bit ago. Yeah, at I, 10, and I, that was kind of like already, like I said, there's a lot of guys that could easily pass him, but... I, ha- I had situation. him behind them. my entire list. <laughs> so, Dustin, tell us why you love Dawson Knox so much. Other I, than his name. Yeah. And what he looks like. Is it because Dawson is close to Dustin? Oh like, he's Dawson. <laughs> Dustin <laughs> Knox. <laughs> no, he's, I, I like him. He's just that, like, old school tight end type where he's got good hands. He's reliable. He he makes flashy plays a lot, too. Mm-hmm. That's That's a big thing. Like, yeah. Plays for the Bills, so that's fun. Yeah. yeah. You know, Bills Mafia. Tables. Tables. Breaking. Yeah. He's, he's a good dude to play in the snow. 
Yeah, that's true. I I like that you I like that you stuck with it, Dustin. I like that you stuck with your guns. <laughs> I think that you maintaining credibility by lowering him, you know, out of the top six, we'll call it. <laughs> um, you know, Dawson Knox is now a top seven tight end. Yeah. So next, now we'll see. And, and next year he's going to drop down to ten if we keep on this trajectory, and then we'll get him off the list in two years. Yeah, when he's completely replaced by Kincaid. <laughs> um, so no, I I like it. I think uh, I think we need Dawson on this list yeah. somewhere, and I'm I'm glad that you stuck with it. All right, Kevin, number Lord. six. Or wait, are we doing? Wait, oh no, we're, doing, we're, we're doing my number seven, right? Yeah. yeah. Have you done your seven yet? Have we said? No, it? no. Then I yeah. got. I have my whole thing, and I'm filling yours out as we go. So ah, I got lost. Yeah. It. Um, my number seven. Not much to talk about here. It's uh, also Evan Ingram. All right. Yeah. Look at that. Nice. All right, Adam, your six. My six is a guy that uh, went to Evan Ingram's original team, and that is Darren Waller. Uh, Darren Waller's in a weird spot. I think he had a lot of injuries the last couple years. Mm-hmm. He has moments where he looks like he could be the guy like in an offense. Uh, I think with Devontae kind of going to Las Vegas last year, everyone kind of thought, Ooh, maybe this will be beneficial for him. It really wasn't because then injuries happened. Yeah. Um, Darren Waller again, high, high ceiling. The situation is obviously worse. I think going from mm-hmm. a, a prolific or a pass heavy offense to of the, the Raiders to now the to giants, like who, Daniel Jones, Daniel offense. Jones, who I think only threw, counted like 14 touchdowns last year. And I don't think he's ever thrown more than 15. Um, so I, I don't really know what's to, what to expect with Darren Waller. It, I think if he could just stay healthy, play 15 or so of the games or at least 14 games, we could see something. Cause like they're the receiving, the targets are wide open there. Like they didn't really add pass no. catchers other than him. So it's going to be interesting to see. I also know that Saquon is like in a, contract year essentially because he just signed like a one-year deal and it's yeah. like a prove it deal so it might be a lot of saquon um but yeah and darren waller is is another interesting tight end because his breakout was three years ago and he had a really nice season kind of came out of nowhere i think that was the hard knocks raiders season and he was like one of the guys yeah, yeah. that kind of got featured a little bit he overcame some addiction issues it was a really nice story and he kind of burst onto the scene the following year was this weird situation where he was getting like he had like 18 targets in one game yeah. that year. Yeah, he had like, <laughs> and he in, caught like three of them. Yeah, in 20 in 2020, like yeah, that was because like he had over he had 107 catches on 145 targets yeah. which were the same or more than Travis Kelsey. Just volume volume volume. Almost 1200 yards, uh nine touchdowns, yeah. really awesome season and then he kind of the injuries started to happen. We saw in 2021, 2022 uh, so he, he kind of took a, a bit of a, a step back in those years, but yeah, I, I think he is, uh, he, it's all about situation. I think we'll, we'll find out early reports saying that Daniel Jones and him already have a great connection. Like they were a, a, a play or a sequence of plays where they had to take Darren Waller out. So Daniel Jones would throw the ball somewhere else. I <laughs> so, love when they say, so like, like that. I mean, if I was Daniel Jones, I'd, I'd probably do that too. Yeah. Like, I don't want to throw it to Isaiah Hodgins. Like, like, what, what are we Wondale doing here? Robinson. Yeah. <laughs> I love when they say like players have a really good connection. Cause like, why wouldn't you say that? Yeah. Like, when are you ever going to be like, oh, yeah, no, these guys just don't they suck. Suck there's, at there's, all. there's never they a story that's like da- Daniel Jones told Darren guy. Waller to fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Unprompted. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd, no, I'd, I, I like the Darren Waller pick there in the middle. Dustin, what is your number six? I have uh, Dallas Goddard. Goddard. Yeah, I, uh, I think it's more so that he has played well in the past. He didn't really do 
as well as I was thinking he would last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's kind of tailing off. He is getting a little bit older. Not that that really matters as a tight end as yeah. much as other positions, but I just feel like the production hasn't been there in recent years compared to what it was back in like the Super Bowl year. And yeah, and in terms of like you're talking, you know, fantasy production, the Eagles are tough because, yeah, because they have yeah AJ Brown and Devontae <clears throat> Smith are going to take up probably sixty yeah. percent of all targets at least. Yeah, they're they're big target hogs, and the other part of it is touchdowns. Jalen Hurts gets a lot of those by doing that freaking right. rugby QB sneak thing. Yeah. Well, and they utilize so many running backs too that like yeah, they just have so many people that they try to get the ball because they use the running backs fairly often mm-hmm. yeah so I, I i agree with you I, I view goddard as you know a talent for sure i think he's a talented tight end and you know when he gets the ball in his hands he does good stuff with it but he just doesn't seem to get the volume that you know would really let him shine yeah all right going into my number six uh it's also darren waller adam is copying me wow um Adam, we might have no, we won't. We'll have one flipped, but then the rest of our list will be the same. I'm predicting it right now. <laughs> um, so, Adam, your number five. My number five is Dallas Goddard. Yeah, I knew that one. Uh, so he he's someone like too that the offense. It's going to be hard fighting for for targets. Um, but I think when he does get involved, like he has games where he just blows it wide open. Um, it's just kind of a more boom bust style. He had like a game with a. Uh, uh, shit, Gardner Minshew, where he had like three touchdowns. Yeah, or something and, and like, like he, he's really reliable in the red zone. Yeah, yeah, and he, you know, he gets usually a good amount of yards. I mean, he averages twelve point eight yards a reception, so that's always a a, a good chunk. Um, uh, in terms of like fantasy wise, he was fifth in points per game by all tight ends. Um, pretty good for guy. You know, he only played twelve games, but. Uh, I think Jalen Hurts seems to view him as reliable. He is more f- of that athletic type, um, but still kind of has that traditional run through you mentality that tight ends kind of used to have, and not some not as much nowadays. But um, I, I think he, you know, definitely has the the ceiling. The offense is high enough to obviously have those games where he's going to yeah. really be viewed as like, okay, he's actually wrecking this game. But yeah, they're going to put up points. Yeah. Um. All right, Dustin. Number five. Uh, I've got Evan Ingram, so we can we can move on. <clears throat> All right, Ingram at five. Uh, my number five, uh, and this is probably gonna it's where we're gonna get a little contentious. Oh boy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, I and I'm doing the process of elimination on my list and your list, and I'm like, and I was like, okay, we got these guys left, and I think we're just gonna flip our four and five, yeah. and then be the same. So, uh, my number five is T.J. Hawkinson. Which I think is really nice for a guy who was super fucking underwhelming 95% of the time before he got traded to the Vikings. And so what team is he on this year? The Vikings. For how long? I'd like the whole season. What do you mean? Like, okay. he's not going anywhere in the so, middle, probably. So just just out of curiosity, yeah. Um, I have him at four. So this yeah. is, is going to be my next I, I knew you did. Yeah. Um, so TJ Hawkinson from weeks 8 to 18. Shout out Matt Anderson for this, by the way. Um, friend of the pod. He is. He was tied for first in targets with 64, first in receptions with 52, yeah, second in yards with 491, and tied for fifth in touchdowns with five. Yes. So you extrapolate that that 10 week span over the full season. What does that usually equate to? Le- leading the the position in most of those stats. 
Yeah, no, and he right. he did turn it on at the end of last year. I'm curious to see what his role looks like this year. Mm-hmm. I think it's probably I'm putting him in the top five, yeah. man. Like I'm not right. I'm not trying to say that he sucks, but look at his whole career so far. If you look at those three and a half ish years on Detroit, so you know his he's got four years in the league right now. His season yardage mm-hmm. 367, 723, 583. And then nine fourteen this last year, right? So, I'm not counting him for like it's not a historical thing here. It's no, going but, for twenty twenty. But I'm saying that we don't have really a precedent beyond like we the got last ten games. That's that's a good amount of yeah. You know, weeks eight to eighteen. I mean, that's a pretty good sample size. Yeah, and and I think that if I were to bet on it, I would say that he's going to be closer to that than he was you know this year to where he was previously. Because if he kept on that track he was on previously yeah he'd be in my honorable mentions because that's not you know that that's not very impressive those first three years so i'm trying to give him his credit but i think that we do need to temper expectations a little bit and if he explodes this year then next year put him in the put him in the top three put well, him in the what top would you four. what like, would you constitute as exploding uh, i mean he's got to break a thousand yards for the first time in his career okay. he's probably got to get let's see his touchdowns in his career he got two six four and six so I would like to see, you know, that number go up to, you know, if you could get nine or ten touchdowns or something like that, that would be excellent. Keep it, keep in mind there were only two guys that had over had double digit touchdowns last year. Yeah. In position. So, you know, we can bump that up maybe to, you know, let's say eight or nine then. Yeah. How about that? Okay. So thousand plus yards, probably, you know, well over a thousand with seventeen games now and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I think the best, you know, tight ends and the Kelseys of the world are are clearing that pretty easily. And then yeah. You know, I I think he's going to get a ton of targets this year. I do. It's, yeah, Kirk he, seems to like him. Yeah, he to a fault. He's become fourth and eight. Yeah, Jordan. Adams he's become his. Be <laughs> his I mean, right when he got there, he quickly became the second targeted guy. Like yeah. he was just the number two option a lot of the time. Um, built up a great connection well, with Kirk right away. Dump dump down to. From Kirk, so I think that it, I think that I'd like him more. He averaged ten point six yards. This is an old man take, but I think I'd like him more if he cut his hair. Like it just wow. it looks it looks gross. You say that it about does, Kittle? It, does it doesn't look, look it near gross as Kittle's. No, Kitt- Kittle's Kitt- is really gross. Kittle has earned, Kittle has earned the right to do whatever he wants with his hair. <laughs> Kittle's awesome. I I don't have that same kind of love for Hawkinson yet. So mm. maybe if he if he does really well this year, he can keep the hair. Otherwise, it's got to go. Okay. I think that's I think that's what we have to you know. But he's decide. like he he looks by far the most Viking of the whole Viking. Like, like if you were to put him in like a no, in like a show, his, his, it would be Vikings. Like, but he's like his face. He just doesn't look scary. He looks he's, like he's been in fights. Fine. <laughs> I guess, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a nice way of putting. Yeah. It. Which is what you want in your tight end, man. He looks like he's been in fights. <laughs> yeah. So his face looks fucked up. That's what you're trying to say. Battle tested, baby. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe this will be this will be a good kind of touch point to come back on. Do you want to do like a season long Hawkinson bet? Say, do you do you want to say that he beats like top five production? Like, oh, we'll, we'll yeah. put we'll put the line at that. Yeah, what whatever we like. Obviously, like injuries kind of make this. You know, if if he plays a, a, a decent amount, like if I mean he played seventeen games last year. Like, okay, every so game, let's but, let's put the line at what do you want to call it? Like, well, four, if we do, games? I guess that way we can still make it where like per game averages. Okay, yeah. We'll do per game averages as long as that's top five so production you, or you better. You just want to do like fantasy points. That's the easiest way to kind of encapsulate. Yeah, stuff. we can we can just look at his per game like across the board. Whether that's yards okay. of reception, yards per game, fantasy points per game, we'll just do it like the per game. That way, it, okay. it factors in injuries if so they happen. I'm proposing a three shot bet. Okay, season long. Yeah, Dustin, help us remember this because I'm gonna forget. Okay, and 
I I want the line to be if he's five or lower, which I have him at five right here. Okay. I win. If he's four or higher, which you have him at four, you win. All right. Okay. Yeah. That works. Yeah. Okay. That's fine with me. Beautiful. All right. Um, I knew that was going to be the longest one we've talked about. Yeah. All right. So my, or no, Adam, your. Adam's four was Hawkinson. Adam's four is Hawkinson. Your four, Dustin. My four is the, uh, the best receiver on this guy's team for sure. And it's TJ Hawkinson. <laughs> like, I didn't like, even like. Where's the coming? It would have been, been so easy to just say mine's also Hawkins. I wanted and to throw steady, a just, slight. But I, like a slight at what? Like you're so trying excited. to slight I'm Justin just, Jefferson? I think I'm like just trying what? to get you riled up. <laughs> but it's it's not even like a good one because it's. Does not it doesn't land. Adam like Adam well, wished like I right I wish Dustin would back me up on Hawkinson like the monkey's paw curled and he's like but Jefferson sucks. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Okay, what a take. What is this? <laughs> We're gonna okay. do top ten receivers and Jefferson's gonna be in Dustin's honorable mentions. <laughs> not even in it. <laughs> God. Uh, okay, so you got Hawkinson at four. So going to my four, uh, I have Goddard in here. Kind of Adam and I have our four and five flipped. Um, not much more to talk about. I'm just there. like how, I don't. I just I guess the justification for what you said about Goddard. I don't know how that means that Hawkinson's worse than that. I don't know. I think Hawkinson has more opportunities. So there's a chance By that a Hawkinson amount. has better stats at the end of this year. Yeah. But if we look at what they've done in previous years, Goddard has several. I mean, he had better stats last year, and that was with still with what seven games with Detroit. Yeah. No, it's fair. Like they're they're not that far apart. I'm not trying to say there's a huge tier break here at four five. But that's how I feel, and because of that, we have a nice bet that's going to last us the whole season. Wow. I was just like, 40, 40 more, or 60 more targets for, for Hawkinson uh, to Goddard last year. Granted, Goddard only played in 12 games, but that's five extra games. But um, And then he had 31 more catches. So that's, that's actually pretty good math, at least, in terms of that. Yeah, but. no, I mean, that makes sense. But, uh, yeah, so let's go to, Adam, your three. All right, our three. I, I feel like, right I feel like I, our I three is going to be all the same. So, Are we not? Uh, like, I have Mark Andrews at three. I also have Mark Andrews. Oh, okay. I have something else. But Oh. Okay. All right. Yeah, so I have Mark Andrews at three. Um, this is one where you look back, like last year, he played 15 games, and it was obviously with Lamar, with um, uh, what's their backup name? Uh, Huntley. Huntley, yeah, that's yep. right. Um, with Lamar and Huntley, it was kind of a, a, a tricky situation where it's not meant that not a consistent quarterback as well as, you know, he looked awesome beginning of the year and then he kind of disappeared for a while because Lamar kind of stopped throwing the football or playing well, Yeah, uh, as we know from fantasy. Uh, Mark Andrews still like you look back a year before that, he had the most receiving yards by like over a hundred over Kelsey by of tight ends. Yep. He looked really awesome. Uh, they did add OBJ, but. It, we'll see how much of an impact that's going to be because, like, OBJ is the Jalen Ramsey of wide receivers. <laughs> I am so unbelievably over OBJ. Well, yeah, like OBJ, like, like he, I don't like Mark Andrews should still be just a flash. Yeah, like, well, and and he was productive once he, to, once he went to LA. Like he was okay. Like he got the job done. Whatever. I mean, yeah, I mean, he, he did get injured, but like, yeah, he, he was he had a, he had an unbelievably great start to his career with the Giants, and then like he just kind of you know. Didn't he had well, some, he had some injuries? He He's also a psycho, to. so it's like yeah. it's hard to 
it, it, it's hard to know what to expect from him this year, but like he, I, I don't expect a lot. No, I don't. I don't either. Because it didn't seem like he was like he was highly sought after mm-hmm. by other players. Yeah, as like I want this guy over here. You know, Aaron Rodgers wants OBJ's on the list and whatever. Yeah. But it didn't seem like NFL teams wanted him that bad. No, because and, I don't think well, he's that good the, anymore. Yeah, the thing no. is, is like he gets overshadowed a lot if there's anyone else to throw to on the team. Yeah. Now, lucky for him, Rashad Bateman can't get on the field, and yeah. Um, you know, he's going up against a rookie in Zay Flowers, so we'll see. But and and like Lamar got paid now, so yep. he's probably gonna be coming in feeling obviously good about his role with the team and like how he is the the franchise piece. And we have a new look offense. We have a new look offense. I I think Mark Andrews, this will be a good getting back to what he's used to doing kind of a a season. So yeah. I, I put him at three though. Um, I thought about putting Hawkinson up there just because of Hawkinson's role and. His expected role is very clear, whereas Andrews, we'll see if he can get channel back to his, 2021. I think Andrews' expected role is more clear than Hawkinson. It's it just more of like I'm not as concerned. I'm like I'm not concerned about Hawkinson getting the ball, whereas Andrews with Lamar, I, I don't know. Lamar obviously is not a as a pure passer, so it's like we don't know what this are they going to use him on the legs? J.K. Dobbins is he going to be a featured role? OBJ, mm-hmm. that's a new thing in there. So yeah, I, I think it's just more murkiness with that. So, but yeah. I still put Andrews at three right now. Well, it's, and so you guys both have Andrews at three and we can just kind of, you know, it, it gets pretty easy from here. Yep. Uh, I have Kittle three, Andrews two. I assume you both have Kittle two, right? Yep. 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 So Kittle didn't make the list. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and I agree with everything you guys are saying. I put Andrews above Kittle basically just because they've both kind of had disappearing acts and they've both gone nuts and put up, you know, fantasy football, 50 burgers and stuff like that. I have more memories of Mark Andrews doing crazy shit, especially in terms of than Kittle. And especially in terms of like catches, like one handed catches and crazy toe taps and stuff like that. Yeah. Whereas Kittle is, I would say more maybe of a complete tight end in terms of blocking and the traditional tight end role. He fucking loves hitting people. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing too. Like he has the, he has those plays where it'll be just like an underneath route and he'll just catch it and he'll just fight off two guys and just end up going 60 yards. Yeah. He'll, he'll just like keep pushing like physically just pushing cornerbacks (laughs) off of him because they're so much smaller. (laughs) So it was a tough call for me at two, three, and I think they're very close, but yeah, that's, that's kind of my breakdown and we have it just flipped, you know, between the three of us. Yeah. Kittle is the, the traditional, like, Tight end, tight end. Football like, guy, yeah, tight he end. is a football guy, tight end yeah. through and through. He loves blocking. Um, that that one like video that I always think about with Kittle, where he like pancakes like you know a linebacker or somebody, yeah. and he rolls off of him afterward, and he's just laughing yeah, maniacally. He, yeah, he's he's a guy that you can just see he loves playing football, and like that's just I, I don't know, it, it's infectious, and he is one of those things where he can just absolutely destroy a defense by himself yeah and like he i mean he had moments where he'll have like these insane catches like in the playoffs last year with the you know with with brock yep. purdy and all that and it was unfortunate with that kind of when he got hurt how they didn't have any quarterbacks so like that kind of sucks i think they should start doing direct snaps to kittle yeah like, what well, why not yeah. i don't know what yeah, just try got, something they could do they could have him do you yeah. take snaps? They could they like could have for you. they like, could have they like CMC set. back there to like catch the you know the yeah. shotgun snap and put Debo and Hawkinson like on either side and just we'll see what Hawkinson. happens. Or not Hawkinson, Kittle. Yeah. Yeah. No, not not both, di- both not, not diet Kittle. As just much Kittle. as I like Kittle, like I, I want him to stay on the 49ers. I think he's a really good fit there. Like I, I like the dude a lot. Yeah. Um 
but I wonder what he would do if he was on a team that had less like options. Yeah, and like less balance because that's a thing too with Kittle is there are some games where you know with Kyle Shanahan's offense you kind of you run into these situations where you go oh this was a Debo game oh this was a CMC game well, type and, of thing. And he started the season really bad. Yeah, too. and and Kittle sometimes he's just not part of the script, mm-hmm. and he's also not really a diva where he's not going to complain necessarily when right. he doesn't get the ball because he enjoys doing kind of the the dirty work of being a tight end. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also something that we should mention about Kittle. Uh, You know, it's not really the the spirit of the list here, but Kittle doing a lot for the tight end position off the field, tight end you, you know, being an advocate for the, you know, the future of tight ends as a position (laughs) so they don't go the way of the fullback and just like go extinct. Hey, CJ Ham. Yeah, yeah. So, Kevin, you yeah. said that you Hammond were you're having that's trouble uh, flipping the him and Andrews. Yep. I, I also was kind of like teetering back and forth, and then I decided I'm like, Kittle's a dude that I would go to the bar with all the time. You, you wouldn't go to the bar with Mark Andrews. I, I would, but I, I feel like, like I feel like Kittle would be just more fun. So that's why he <laughs> jumped over Andrews. For Mark me. Andrews is just like super lame. <laughs> he doesn't. I mean, he does. Mark Andrews doesn't really have a. T- I I don't know. Like I feel like we don't see a ton of like personality. Like I don't like. <laughs> I guess he, he just compared like, to Kittle. Yeah, or I mean, a lot. I don't know. I guess like, even like Kelsey, obviously too. But like Mark Andrews just seems like he's just a very. I don't know. He seems he, he wouldn't be surprised no, me been, if he was a like, lot quiet. more personality from Kelsey lately, especially with him and uh, Jason. Yeah, and, and let's and let's and just segue into all of our number ones, which is obviously Kelsey. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's, some some would say uh, maybe too much personality from Travis Kelsey. Did you hear he tried to uh, give his phone number to Taylor Swift? Yeah, before one of her shows, and or and tried she, to talk and she to like, her. She like doesn't meet people. She doesn't meet or talk because she wants. She has to save her voice, like before shows, which like just justified. whisper. I don't yeah, know. I guess I don't know. Um, weird, but... but yeah, that was that was a bummer. <laughs> um, and he tried to give her the number on the friendship bracelet yeah. too. He was going to give her a bracelet with the number, like on pretty it. good, pretty good strategy. But yeah. uh, I will say, um, I told this to Paige, and she was like. Um. Yeah, she doesn't. She doesn't date athletes. She just doesn't. I. I guess she. Do, that's not a You're too well, manly. For I don't know. Her. I mean, clearly, may, maybe that's her problem. Maybe she well, should start dating. This athletes. is like the thing where people are thinking if she's like, if she's either a lesbian or straight. Okay. <laughs> and that's why, because they're too manly. They're too far into the. Oh, into the I see. Part. So you're you're part of Gaylor, where you you think that Taylor Swift is you know probably by is the. Well, yeah, have the you ever heard the song? Have listen. you ever heard the song Betty? Do you also know what that song's about? No. <laughs> sounds like she's no. hitting on a chick that, was, though. that, that, that whole so album fast. folklore like that whole album was during like covid and she like all of their songs it's like essentially they're all a story from different p- characters perspectives so betty is from a perspective of a guy like it's not from her why so would she write trying to be someone else is she yeah. schizophrenic it's during yeah it's during co- like it was like, asking the real questions here like all of her stuff like she was it was like an album that's like a movie basically that's what the whole premise but, of it was but we can all agree that if travis kelsey and taylor swift dated and we were to redo the x's draft i mean he's he's easy 101 yeah, in glad, that situation i would have been glad with my with first pick in that one yeah <laughs> you know john Mayer, step aside because it's yeah. travis kelsey but and uh, travis kelsey like he is you know i think he's the greatest tight end of all time like just based on and uh, you look at yeah. the, the accomplishments the yeah, numbers, numbers for sure. he has Seven straight eight or seven straight a thousand yard seasons. Obviously, as a for a tight end, that's never been done, and it's, and it's a testament to how ridiculous his stats are. Yeah, that he like 
he is the the greatest tight end of all time, despite the fact that he doesn't like doing half the shit tight ends do. Yeah. He's not a big blocker guy. He's not really in that same vein as a Kittle, but he still I mean, you can't you can't debate it. No. His stats are that good yeah. that you can ignore the fact that he's I mean, he's a fine blocker, but he's maybe, not. Maybe he'll he's not step awesome into that role a little yeah. more this year. Now that they have Kadarius Tony, well, well, and a not, lot of the time, anymore. a lot of the time <laughs> they use him as <laughs> well. like they won't run the ball towards his direction because they already know like he is such a focal point for defenses. So yeah. he's a great decoy. Put him on one side, go the other way. I mean, he he just attracts that much attention, so he doesn't necessarily need to be a lead blocker. Well, I mean, it's and, and Kelsey is one of the most frustrating guys in the world. Like if you're a fan of, you know, the the Raiders, the Chargers, the Broncos, the guys, you know, the, the rivals. especially kills the Chargers. Yeah, the, every the time. rivals of the Chiefs, or if, you know, hypothetically you're you're playing fantasy football and, it, you know, Kelsey's playing Monday night and you're, you're going up against him or something like that. And, and you have he, a 35-point lead and you're still like, oh, God. Yeah, you, well, and, and you have that. And, like, Adam, I know we had one where he caught, like, four touchdowns in one game and yeah, we almost and lost, it like, was because well, The lead. guy also had the Mahomes yeah. with Kelsey, and, like, that's the scariest thing. <laughs> yeah, and so you have that, but it's like it's so frustrating to root against Kelsey's production because he just kind of wanders out in the middle of the field and finds the spots. And there's yeah, there's there's so much more to it than that. You know, I'm not trying to say that he like doesn't deserve his production. Yeah, but when you watch it, you're like just. Fucking cover him. I know. What are it, you guys doing? Well, the thing is, too, like, when he gets the ball and he just kind of starts running sideways, and all he does, he just, like, dips his shoulder. Yep. And guys go flying past. I, I say it every single time I watch him do it. I'm like, he's like a moose on ice. Like, yep. it doesn't look coordinated. No. But he's still running down the field. No one can hit him or no yeah. one can tackle him. Like when, like, when you see Kittle running down the field and he's, like, throwing guys <laughs> off of him, and then you see, you see Kelsey do it, and you're like... How how are you not getting him? I know. Like I but <laughs> defies in your, his oh, in logic. his career, he's played 17 games against the Chargers, so a full season. He has 88 catches, 1044 yards and eight touchdowns. The like that is just insane against one team and it's just like yeah. that's and in the last few times, I think he has yeah, his three his last game was six catches, three touchdowns for 115 yards. Yeah, the two years before that, ten catches for 191 and two touchdowns. It, it's the same as the like Derrick Henry against the Texans stats. Yeah, it, it's you know, so where it's like ridiculous. one team. He just decides I'm going to show up every single time we play these guys. Yeah, and like he's 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 obviously up there in age. I mean, he's 34, I think 33. So he'll be 34 this season. And I just it's hard to see him like slowing down because like. He still last year, 110 catches, led uh led all tight ends, obviously. 13, 38, 12 touchdowns, like as a 32, 33-year-old. So I just don't see him I don't yeah, know. I don't the, know what slowed down. It's the, just ridiculous. the laws of the universe and time dictate that at some point Travis Kelsey will not be productive. Yeah. But I don't feel like it's a smart move to bet on that until we see it. You know, there's yeah. gonna be a year where the wheels fall off, but it just doesn't really doesn't feel like it's ever going to happen. I know, I know, because as long as he has Mahomes and Andy Reid, like that's I don't I don't Which see he'll have dipping. Mahomes for the rest of his career. Yeah, and Andy Reid for the rest of his career. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's I don't know, it it's kind of boring. Like I was looking at this list, I'm like, well, we're all going to have the same number one. It's yeah, not even not even a you know a, a discussion. Yeah, um, for for absolute shocker here, uh, I asked Paige her five just because she she gave me five. Mm-hmm. Travis Kelsey number one for her. Okay, uh, okay. George Kittle. And then at three, she has Hawkinson. Okay. Four, Mark Andrews. And then five, this is where she was kind of going back between a couple guys. But she ultimately said, Kyle Pitts, shout out Branson. <laughs> so, 
So yeah, shout, shout out Branson who listened to like 15 minutes of us be like, man, Kyle Pitts would be really good anywhere else on the episode this <laughs> and week. And it'd be like, yeah, facts. Yeah, Branson would be like, God damn it, he's right. Um, all right, I think that's it. I, I mean, we don't, like I said, this was not, uh, we had one point of contention probably, and then the back, the I guess the... 10 through 6 was maybe just flipping a couple of them yeah. around us. but Yeah, for the most part, I think tight ends go into the, – the, the top 10s get put into kind of four tiers. Yeah. You have Kelsey by himself. Yep. You have Kittle Andrews, which we had. Then you have the next, you know, three, four guys maybe. Yeah. And then, you know, you have like 7 through 10 that's kind of like, eh, you know, yeah. they're all decent. Yeah, I, and I think we're finally kind of getting into a good spot with tight ends. Like a couple of years ago, like last couple of years, it's been an absolute barren wasteland with tight ends, especially mm-hmm. like in fantasy reasons and like just individually. Because if you don't have one of those three people, you're like, well, this sucks. I just got to hope. And now we've kind of like got some guys that are kind of coming to their own on their teams. And it's looks like it's actually kind of respectable now. Yeah. So the, the top 10 list was actually got carried some dudes in it and it wasn't just like random people but yeah agreed all right uh as i mentioned we're going to continue our top tens list uh next week is going to be the top 10 receivers and so i'm sure that's going to be a lot of differences there because there are a lot of like good or like great but not like elite receivers so again like that but maybe the first couple guys are probably gonna be the same mclaurin um (laughs) He's got Carson Wentz throwing the ball this yeah, year. Yeah, God, how that work out? Um, and so, but the back half again is going to be probably a lot of differences. I think. Um, yeah, I agree. So we'll find out. Um, thanks for listening to our episode of Third and Forever, presented by Ten Thousand Takes. So go to the website at ten ktakesmn.com. Find them on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. If you just search Ten K Takes. You can also find us on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram at third underscore forever 10K, where we post links to our episodes each week, as well as clips from the episode, highlights, reactions, memes, news for the Vikings, Packers, Bears, as well as the NFL as a whole. If it's if it's big enough news, we are getting through preseason. By this time next week, I guess, yeah, if you're listening to this, preseason football starting this yeah. week. So the next episode, we'll actually have like some bit of actual football when does hard knocks start uh the ninth okay the eighth yeah the ninth okay ninth or eighth one of those i think the eighth not soon enough yeah the eighth at tuesday um so oh, we didn't talk about aaron Rodgers took a pay cut fuck you dude oh yeah he took yeah he took a so he took a big pay cut i'm because I'm so, he wants to win the super bowl i'm so mad team. and also like i'm telling myself just like stop caring about that because it's stop caring about your ex. Like, there's nothing I can do about it. He's yeah, not it's coming just, back. Yeah, it, he's it's, gone. It's gonna do nothing but make me mad. Like, being mad is not gonna. It's not gonna help. It's not productive. He doesn't love you anymore. I know. It's just. <laughs> it's like, fuck, man. That would have been super cool. Like four years ago, if you could have, <laughs> you know, done that yeah. exact thing that yeah. I was asking you to do at the time. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. It's <laughs> good. Uh, all right. Uh, I've been your host, Adam Oz, joined by my co-host, Kevin Olm, and producer, Dustin Luco. Kevin, final words. Get well soon, Joe.